0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Hallelujah. Come on, let's love the Lord today. Let's love the Lord today. Return to your seats for just a moment. My dad will follow. Have a very special statement as your pastor that I feel I should make, and uh, you may be seated. In Matthew 24, if they would help me with text today, in Matthew chapter 24, reading with verse 31, Matthew 24, reading with verse 31. This, this scriptural writing is in reference to the question, what shall be the sign of thy coming? Everybody say, there are signs of his coming. How many believe Jesus is coming? He's coming. Who is he coming for? Who is he coming for? The Bible tells us that these shall be the signs of his coming. One of those, he said in his writing, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. Everybody shout the rapture. That means when the saints of God, those buried and those still alive, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. We believe in the coming of the Lord. I said, we believe in the coming of the Lord. He's coming. He said in Matthew 24, and he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet. They shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. That means the whole earth. Now learn, Jesus said, a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender, And putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors. Now Bishop Ferris taught this church for years by the call. You remember these days. He said, if you want to know about the end time or the signs of the coming of the Lord, watch the fig tree. Watch it. Keep your eyes on it. What is the victory? Anybody any of you remember his teaching? Everybody say Israel. Israel. Yesterday. Look what happened yesterday. At 6:30 a.m. Put that picture up there for me. Yesterday. Man. You don't have the picture. I'm sorry. There's a war started in Israel yesterday. They declared yesterday this is our 911 meaning what happened in the attack in America in 2001, 911 that happened yesterday at 6.30 a.m. Israel was attacked by land. They were attacked by sea. They were attacked by air. They have taken hostages. Over 300 have been killed. They have declared war on Hamas. We are watching the fig tree. Can I tell you, when you see these signs come, no that we are at the door of his coming. We're at the door. I used to pray, don't come yet. But I'm saying, go ahead and come on, Jesus. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Somebody shout, Jesus is coming. And I've got a question for you. Matthew 25. Y'all remember when COVID happened. I, the, the leaflet of my Bible, Thompson Chain, Matthew 24, 25, 26, and 27 fell out. I preach from it every single week. And I talked about mantle, sign of thy coming, pestilence. He talks about the sea would be roaring. Matthew 25, Jesus in his teaching about the end time, he brought the point to scripture. He said it's going to be like the ten virgins, five wise and five foolish. He said when the time comes, he said, and at midnight there was a cry made, behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. And all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil for our lamps. Could I stop and tell you, we are at the door. We are at the door. Jesus is coming. And every time you hear of an earthquake, a hurricane, a tornado, the sea roaring, COVID, pestilence, epidemic, Israel, war, it is a cry being made to the earth. Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. I've got a question for you. Those that were ready went through the door, amen, to meet their groom, but those that were ready had lamps. They looked like it. First message I ever preached, I preached holding this exact lamp when I was 11 years old. I preached holding that lamp, and I preached on this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. And I talked one story, And I told them about a man, because before they had railroad crossings, they would have a man with a lamp at night. When you saw the man with a lamp waving like this, they knew, don't cross. There's a train. And one, there was an accident. And they asked the man, did you have your lamp? And he said, I've got the lamp. But what he didn't tell them, the lamp wasn't lit. His oil had run out. I come to you from this altar last night to ask you a question. Do you have oil in your lamp? Or you just have the lamp? Are you just the container that looks like the Christian? Because if you are not filled when he comes, you are gonna be left behind. You're gonna be left behind. I don't wanna be left behind. I don't want you to be left behind. He's coming, behold! I come to you as a voice today. Behold, the bridegroom cometh, the bridegroom cometh! Would you jump to your feet and clap your hands and say, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. (laughs) Is there oil? I want them to cut the lights. I want you to cut the lights. All the lights in the building, go out. I want these lights out too. Turn the stage lights off. They'll get it. If Jesus is coming, it doesn't matter what's going on after service anyhow. I've got a question for some of you that have the lamp. You've had the oil, but there's no oil in it. What good is that lamp right there? Darkness is upon the face of the earth and Jesus is coming after those that have their lamps full. The wicks are trimmed. You know what that means? Fill with his spirit. Amen. A fire of the Holy Ghost burning within you. Some of you are struggling because you've got the lamp but your oil's out. You know what the problem with this lamp is? It hadn't been filled since I was 11 years old. It used to be functional. used to work. But what good is a lamp with no oil? There is no use of a lamp that doesn't have a light. And I don't care how you were a virgin, you were considered part of that bride. But if you're not filled, you're going to get left behind. And you hear this preacher, I come to tell you again, there's another cry that went out yesterday. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. I want my dad to come. He's going to preach. He's going to tell you what the Lord's told him to tell you. But I'm going to tell this congregation, you need to quit worrying about football and sports and vacations and retirement and bills and cars and home and get your heart set on the Lord. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want my heart to be ready. You can turn those lights on right now as the preacher comes. I want to be ready. I've got a question for this congregation. Are you ready? I've never been more ready. I'm ready, Dad. Ready or not, he's coming. When a preacher steps to the pulpit, it's not to entertain you, it's to get you ready. Come on, every dad, every mom, every person, every single person in the building ought to be ready to hear what the Lord is saying to the church in the end time. How many want to hear from the word of the Lord today? Clap your hands and say, I don't want to get left behind. I'm going to tell you this before he comes, you've never since seen such chaos that you're going to see when the church is taken out of here, the wrath and the judgment upon the earth is going to come when the church leaves. And I'm going to tell you, I want to be in that number when the saints go marching in. Come on, clap your hands and praise him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
1: just remain standing going to turn in the word of the lord well wow, i feel the presence of the lord today first samuel the 3rd chapter in the 10th verse how do you get that lamp lit again you have to trim it don't you fill it up with oil i told someone about a week or 2 weeks ago i said i feel like i've been reborn this weekend I believe we need some rebirth, don't you? We need refilled with the Holy Ghost. I wanna be full and overflowing. First Samuel three and 10, and the Lord came and stood and called as other times. Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, speak for thy servant heareth. And the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of every one that heareth it shall tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli all the things which I have spoken concerning his house. When I begin, I will also make an end, for I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knoweth, because his sons made themselves vow, and he restrained them not. Let's pray. Lord, we love you today. Thank you for your anointed word. Thank you for what we've heard already. Help us to apply it to our hearts and our minds and our lives. In the glorious name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone says amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. What a terrible, tragic time in Israel when the priest, Eli, he allowed his sons to, to devour in the house of God, he, he allowed things that he condemned in his heart to exist in his home. I'm glad for home, isn't that a nice word? Eternity's about the longest word. Hypocrisy's about the meanest word. Hell is a dark word. Mom's a sweet word, home's a sweet word. But I love the word Jesus, the name of Jesus. Praise God. I don't want God to bring judgment on me and my house for things that I condemn in my heart but that I allow in my house. I always want to be nigh to God. The Bible says to repent and do your first works over. I'd like to preach for just a little while today on how do I bring the ark back to my house. All these folks in here today, there's folks here that you feel like that God is not even at your house today. Maybe not for a long, long time. I know what it is to go a spell a year and not feel the presence of God. And I know it's not in feeling, but I sure enjoy the feeling. Don't you? I've felt the presence of God in this place today. But I have been in churches. I called I called both boys one time when I was preaching out and... Uh, one of the southern states, I said, I feel backslid today. God's left me. I want you to pray, and I prayed and repented and prayed, and, and I went three churches I preached out of 50, and I felt like God had forsaken me. But I found out it wasn't really me at all. It was that church that I'd been preaching in. They were having conflict, and God wasn't dwelling there. What a terrible situation. But in this house today, I feel the glory of God in this house, in the singing, in the worship, in the teaching, in the preaching. There's nothing like the presence of God. I'm glad for peace in the house of God. But when I read about how that uh, Israel, the Lord told Samuel he was gonna bring judgment And the next thing you know that the Philistines came against Israel and they killed Hophni and Phinehas, the sons of Eli. And when they came to report on how the battle was going and they told him, he was a blind man by then, and and, uh, they said that uh, Hophni and Phinehas has been killed. And then they said, and the ark of the Lord has been taken. And when they told him that, the Bible says that he fell over backwards, and when he did it, break his neck. He couldn't bear the thoughts that the presence of God was no longer in Israel. And then time goes on, and we know how David became king, and he was anointed king over all of Israel. And David gathered together Israel, and he said, I'm going to bring the ark of God home to me. And he went and they started bringing it back. And when they were on their way, the ark ran in a pothole. And when it began to shake, Uzziah, wasn't it Uzziah? When he reached up and and he touched the ark of the Lord and God killed him instantly. And the Bible says David was displeased at the Lord that day. He got upset at God because... God stopped his parade of trying to bring the ark back to his home. And he wouldn't take it back, but he took it aside to another home and left it and went back home to Israel. But he was established as king, and, and he got to thinking about how can I bring the ark of God home to me? And he began to read. There's a specific way that you have to handle the ark of God. You just can't do it any way you want to do it. You have to do it according to the specifics that God laid out if you're going to bring the ark back home. I was just preaching last week for Jody Wells in Titusville, Florida. And we were out to dinner and he was telling me about Hal Kennedy. And us seniors, we grew up listening to Hal Kennedy sing with the Florida boys. How many remembers Hal Kennedy singing? Not, nobody. <laughs> Leave a lot of happy tracks. As you go down life's road, remember that song? <laughs> but anyway, Hal Kennedy was a, he was a musician and he was a perfectionist and, and he actually worked in, in uh, Nashville and he played with Patsy Cline, music with her and and Hank Williams Sr. And, and all of these country music stars, he played with them and, and he did their music and he, he ran their sound because he was perfectionist. He was a backslidden Pentecostal and he was sitting at a table one day and Dottie Rambo, anybody remember Dottie Rambo? You know what I think? I think your memory's getting pretty bad in here today. Dottie Rambo was sitting across the table from Hal Kennedy, and, and she said, here, Hal, I wrote you this song. I want you to sing it. And when, the song was, uh-uh. <laughs> See, you, I've forgotten. I'm proving my... <laughs> <laughs> Honey, do you remember that song? I remember now. That same road will lead me back to Jesus. Anybody, older folks remember that? No matter how far my feet have trod, every road sign still points me back to Calvary. It just seems longer when I've been so far from God. You know what happened when he, she penned the words of that song? How Kennedy repented of his sins? prayed back through the Holy Ghost and just a short time later he was pastor of the United Pentecostal Church in Titusville, Florida. But the words of that song told him what did he need to do. That same road will take you back to Calvary. It doesn't matter how many, where your feet have trod, all the road signs points right back to Calvary. Praise God, you just got to learn to back up. Repent and do your first works over. Man, I'm telling you what, repentance will get you back to that old rugged cross. I want my house to be holy. I want my home to be full of the Holy Ghost. Debbie and I were scheduled to have dinner with a family one time and we went to their house. We had came in from Salt Lake City and and when we got there, we were there for a little while and I told her, I said, I feel a terrible spirit in this place. I can't stand to even stay here. I'm leaving and I told the people, I said, I'm sorry, but we have to leave. They got upset, but that place, it was full of evil and later I found out that there was something going on in that home that was very ungodly. It was very ungodly. And my son, David, told the folks later, he said, the reason Dad left your house is because he felt that vow spirit in your house. I don't want anybody to ever come in my house and feel a vow spirit. I want them to come in and feel the Holy Spirit. But if it gets foul, you know what? You've gotta back up. That same road's gonna lead you back to peace and joy. Praise God, hallelujah. We get so far away sometimes and it's just, it's just like we don't even understand what's going on because it's so gradual. It's so gradual but it's time for us to repent of our sins. Judas, he sinned and instead of repenting, he went out and committed suicide. His bowels gushed out. Simon Peter, he sinned, a terrible sin, and denied the Lord in the midst of the worst time in his life on earth. But I understand what he did. When Mary came down and seen Jesus, she went and told him, I've seen him, he's alive. And Simon Peter, he ran after he had repented. He ran down to the tomb because he wanted to see Jesus past all of his shame. Praise God. You've got to to look beyond your past and realize that his hand is outstretched and he wants to bring the ark back to your house. (laughs) Praise God. Hell is enlarging itself. It's opening its mouth and it's receiving people at an unprecedented rate because they've left the Lord out of their home and out of their life. Hell is moved for thee. I don't want it moved for me, but I understand that the devil is after me. He's after you. There's a lion on my trail. He's vicious and he's raging and he he doesn't care about your age. He doesn't care about who you are or what family you came out of. He's coming to seek, to kill and steal and destroy. Praise God. I want to bind together with my family. And I want the devil not to. I, I seen a sign. No vacancy. How many's ever seen a sign no vacancy when you're traveling? You remember? Seniors, do you remember that song? <laughs> Fall up no vacancy. Praise God. The devil said the world was a rainbow. <laughs> you don't know that one either, so. But it talks about, I'm going to hang a sign over my heart that says, full up, devil, there's no vacancy. The Lord lives in this house. (laughs) Praise God. I just read an article, and it said that there was a South African man, and he adopted a baby hippo, and he rescued it from a river, and he, he kept that hippo for six years. Honest and true story. I just read it and said after six years, that hippo grabbed him and drug him in the river and ate him. Because you can't domesticate a hippo. And I want you to know that you can't even domesticate one little sin. It'll come back and bite you. Praise God. I don't want one little sin in my heart and my life because I know when sin is finished, it's going to bring forth death. Praise God. And when it gets in there, you know the feeling when you get when you're in the house of God and and you know you're just not exactly where you used to be with God. How many knows that feeling? And the preacher preaches and conviction falls and, and you feel like he's preaching at you, which he probably is without even knowing it, praise God. But I'm telling you what, I don't wanna get angry with the word of God, but I wanna get submissive and understand that I can come to an altar of repentance because my guilt is no match for the glorious grace of the almighty God. I'm glad he looks beyond my fault and he sees me today. And he's reaching out his hand and saying, Come unto me, all you that are weak and heavy laden, and I'm going to give you rest. Praise God. He wants to dwell with us. He wants us to feel his presence. I've seen somewhere, I read today that somebody said, Pastor, would you please pray for my grandpa? He just passed away and prayed that he'd have a good journey in eternity. And the pastor said, when you take an exam at school, do you pray before the exam or do you pray after the exam? So, well, I pray before the exam. He said, Well, God is not going to violate his principle of reaping what you sow. You don't pray after they die. You have to pray before you die. Right now is ample opportunity to come to an altar of repentance. If someone would come to me and say, and say, I'll take you anywhere that you wanna go today, just name the place and then we'll go. I'd say, take me back to where the blood flows. Take me back to the old rugged cross. <laughs> Praise God, I wanna be at Calvary because I've found out that I can have my needs met at Calvary. I told a story about a lion one time that, that he, he jumped up on a giraffe's back. And they'll jump on a giraffe's back and sink the claws in. I've watched them do that on Facebook. And it it shows clips, or YouTube, one of them. And they'll wrap their claws in and they'll start chewing down, trying to cut that spine in two. And when they do, it'll just collapse because it has no control over its legs. And there'll be a big meal for the whole lion tribe. but they say that some giraffes are really intelligent and they'll look for a tree and when they see a tree with low hanging limbs they'll run toward that tree and duck their head and crack that lion's head on the limb of that tree and kill the lion praise God and they have scars where they've dealt with the lion but I can tell you today no matter what you're going through or how you're feeling, you can, I can show you a tree that'll make bitter life sweet. Yeah. Whenever Moses came down to the water of Mara and the people began to complain and said that we can't drink that water. And he, they began to complain and, and Moses said, God, they're complaining the water is bitter. He said, look at that tree over there. You cut that down and you throw it in that pond and it'll turn the water sweet. He did, and it was drinkable. But I'm telling you today, there's a tree in this place today that you can take your misery and your dysfunctional family and your your sinful past and your, your sinful present, and you can run to that tree. And I'm here to tell you, you can get rid of every single thing that's bothering you in this place today. How do I bring the ark back to me? I do it through going back where I used to be. Remember where you've fallen. Remember what you used to be. Somebody said, I don't, somebody asked, told me one day, said, I don't like to read the Bible anymore. What should I do? I said, well, you need to go on a fast. Fast three days and see if that changes you. He came back and said, you know what? I fasted three days and now I want to read the Bible again. You see, this old fleshly man gets out of control. But when we begin to seek God and fast, it gets us back under control again. Our fleshly desires, they kind of fade away in our spiritual man. It grows stronger each time. Praise God. Take me back to the old rugged cross today because I want to be full of the Spirit of God. That same road will lead you back to Calvary. No matter, I'd had that song on my mind for weeks. And I was sitting at the table with Brother Wells, and he began to tell me about Donnie Rambo writing that song. Hal Kennedy I said man that song's been on my mind I haven't heard it in a long time but I'm telling you what no matter how far your feet have trod every road sign still points back to Calvary it might seem longer because you've been so far from God but I want you to know that he wants you today he's neither them that are a broken heart tears are language that God understands hear my cry David said hear my cry oh God Attend to my prayer. From the ends of the earth do I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to that rock that's higher than I. David was a pretty bad dude. You can come to the music today. David was a pretty bad dude. Lusted after a woman that wasn't his wife. Had an affair. Got her pregnant while her husband's at war. That's pretty bad. Then the preacher showed up. We don't, we don't sing about David's faults. We don't sing about his failure. And the Lord said, you know what, David, David, he served me with a perfect heart except for one thing. And the Lord looked beyond David's fault, and he seen a repentive heart, and he put his sin away. Wouldn't that be great? I love that song. I came to Jesus weary, worn, and sad, but he put my sin away. He doesn't hold that against you. Someone said, do you mean all you have to do is come and repent of your sins and let somebody baptize you in Jesus' name and your past is completely gone? I said, that's exactly what I'm talking about today. It's no big chore. You don't need to go through 12 steps today to get your sins covered by the blood of Jesus. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. For when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord, Jesus said, Except you repent, you'll die in your sins. Let's bow our heads today. How do I repent? They asked a little girl in Sunday school class one day, said, What does repentance mean? She says, it means that you're sorry enough that you're not going to do it again. Pretty good. Pretty good for an eight-year-old. That's pretty good for an 80-year-old. Praise God. I love that song, Amazing Grace. You'll always be my song of praise. For it was grace that bought my liberty. I do not know just why he came to love me so. But Jesus looked beyond all of my faults and saw my need. Let me tell you how you can get back to God today. Let's bow our heads and repent. Oh, mighty God. Your coming is nigh even at the door. We see the turmoil this world's upside down. Our leaders are so corrupt, perverted, and lost. But thank you, Lord, for a church that's on fire, that a church that knows where the old path is, where is the good way, God, and we know that we can repent today. We repent right now, Lord. Forgive me of my faults and my failures. Forgive me of my sin today and wash me fresh with your blood. Even as David of old said, wash me with high soap and I'll be clean. Cover me with blood and I'll be whiter than snow. God, we've come to Calvary today in Zanesville, Ohio, and we're repenting of our, our sins, Lord. And I know all sins, Lord Jesus, are just sins in your sight. Oh God, reach and touch our hearts and our minds today oh God we call upon your name for your merciful God and your mercy was renewed again this morning when the sun came up thank you for mercy thank you for mercy I hear the rumble of repentance today come into my heart Come into my heart, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Can you sing that? Come in today, come in to stay. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. While your eyes is closed, can you sing that? Come into my heart, come in. My heart, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come in today, come in to stay, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. He wants to come into your heart. Pastor, would you come? Come into my heart. My voice is about. Come
0: into my heart. Can you sing it? Come into my heart. Lord Jesus. Come in today. Come in to stay. Come into my heart. Lord Jesus. Right now, all over this room. This is your first service or the first service back in a long time or you're here every week. God has given you an opportunity to get it all right. You've heard a word from the Lord. I'm going to bring God back into my home, my heart, my life. I'm going to tell you what I wouldn't do. I wouldn't wait one more service. I wouldn't wait one more moment. I'd get up out of your seat, make your way to this altar, kneel down and say today, I'm going to get my heart right. Come on. All over this building. Care how long you've been away from God. How many services you've missed. I wouldn't wait on anybody else. I'd get up. and say today I'm going to get my heart right with God. That's it. The Lord is moving and speaking. Humble yourself before the Lord and repent. That's it. Let's kneel if you're physically able. I'd humble yourself before the Lord and say, God. Hallelujah. The Lord has spoken. You can't domesticate sin. It'll destroy your life. Eat every bit of peace and joy and happiness you own. Pastor, but I'm scared. I don't know what to do. I've never repented before. I've never prayed. Talk to him. Talk to him the way you would. Your best friend, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm asking you to change my life. Change the way I live turning away from sin today come on I would all over this building I would make your way I'm not waiting on anybody else and Jesus comes tonight I want to be ready come on the Lord would come tonight or are you going to make it renewing a covenant <laughs> I hand you Lord the secrets of my heart you don't have to confess them to anybody but him day, Lord, I repent. Come on, there's a call of God. I'm sorry, God. Come on, everybody in the building, bow your head and begin to pray. Everybody in the building, bow your head and respect for the Lord. And say, I'm sorry, God, for the things in my life that are not right. From this moment forward, you're going to feel Conviction. Didn't even know you, what you were doing was wrong, but you're going to. God shining his light on your life, showing you what's going to keep you from heaven. Uncover the deceptions of your life. The Lord is speaking to you right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Brother, Brother dealing began to lead us. Jesus, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Take me back. I'm going back to God. Come on, your way hasn't worked. It didn't work. It if won't work. I'm, I'm going to the Lord. <laughs> you can make your way back to make Him today. A fresh start. Woo, glory. Help me find my direction. Place above. Heart. Oh Lord take me back to that old land. Come on everybody in the building Lord I consecrate myself to you Lord take want right. want me forgiven. back to that old